0: To Jelly Trumpet! About my new
1: button, Mr. Jim. Yes? The orange one? Yes? Have you written the orange button into this episode of Jelly Trumpet? I have. And you've written that the button works? Yes, but I don't know what it does yet. I do. Thank you, Your Majesty. Your Majesty, the podcast should be a landing any minute in medieval France, the year 1150 A.D.
2: Queen Eleanor of Aquitaine, back in medieval France, eh? I'll miss her. Me too.
1: Shouldn't really have picked her up, should we? I mean, what is a medieval queen doing in our humble podcast? Well, isn't that a question. You know, Jim, you should write more. You know, explain things. And you, Mr B, should be doing more of those experiments. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you, Mr Jim. Think
2: nothing of it, Mr B. For God's sake, what's that? That's
1: an oboe. Eh? Have you given an oboe to Nigel? What What? What happened to his bongos? I thought you were annoyed by Nigel and his bongos. I mean, a squirrel the size of a St Bernard dog playing bongos isn't to everyone. Not place. that! What was the first noise? It sounded like the podcast was crash-landing.
2: N- no, no, no. This is a controlled descent. Really? So the Titanic just clipped the iceberg, did it?
3: Oh, now, now, Monsieur Jim. This is un-podcast amusant.
1: I know. I wrote it. We shall touch down in the Aquitaine in five, four, three, two...
2: Well, all in all, a gentle landing. Thank you for flying Jelly Trumpet
1: Airlines. Can I press the button now? The orange one? Yes, the orange one. No. Oh, why not? Nigel, un air joyeux. Just one thing, Mr. B. For all mankind! Sorry, I had one of those flashbacks where I saved planet Earth from Michael Bay. Well, if I'm not much mistaken...
2: Yes? You've landed Jelly Trumpet on a desert island.
1: What makes you say that?
2: Ooh, I don't know. Maybe it's the coconut palms stretching into the distance.
1: Ah. Nud. Not mud, Your Majesty. That's sand. Pushing the, er, the
0: green button now. Welcome to Jelly Trumpet, the world's only comedy podcast about creativity. Jelly Trumpet makes you more creative with tips, tricks, and ideas for expanding your imagination. Especially good for business people wanting to be creative online. In this episode, a checklist for being more creative called The Nine Trumpets of Creativity. Our sixth trumpet is Rearrange Challenge at Home A creative exercise for you to try at home. And Challenge Gym Where Mr B challenges Jim with an exercise in creativity. Plus A brand new micro sitcom called the startup with our hero, Mary, the entrepreneur, starring in an episode titled Pomp Baby, part one, part two later. And our very special guest will take part in Interview Countdown, 12 questions in 12 minutes. Nine trumpets of creativity. Our sixth trumpet is Rearrange. This season on Jelly
2: Trumpet, we're talking about the nine trumpets of creativity. It's a list of nine different ways of being more creative. In our last episode, we talked about the easy joy of substitution. This episode, Trumpet 6, Rearrange. Download the PDF of all nine trumpets of creativity from the Jelly Trumpet website. This list of creative tools is rearranged from Osborne's checklist, also known as Scamper. It's a great list, but when you want to do your best creatively, you're going to adapt things. So they work best for you. If you listen to the first season of Jelly Trumpet, you know we talked a lot about keeping a journal of how you worked on each creative project. We called the journal Your Medicine. The idea is you build up your own armoury of ideas, the journal becoming your creative self-coach. So here we go with number six in our nine trumpets of creativity. Rearrange. Like rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. Always love that line. Rearranging is so simple and so much fun. For example, if you're a writer and you're writing a screenplay, a stage play, a sitcom or a book, etc., how do you keep track of all the different scenes or chapters? Do you have a massive list in longhand or an app on your phone? I use index cards. I once saw a TV programme that showed a couple of US screenplay writers, and they were using post-it notes on a wall. And I wanted something more robust, so I invested the time in working out the plot, the characters, the visuals, music, lines of dialogue, using standard size index cards. Leaving aside the actress, like the card for visual pictures, I think may be entertaining. I have a card for each scene. I usually work out how many scenes by the time wanted for the piece. Then I write more scenes than necessary. Using pencil, I write down what happens in each scene on one side, and I mean only what happens, so e.g. character A enters a coffee shop character A sits down in front of character B, and I keep going. Usually I have an ending in mind, which can change, because once you've created believable characters, the little devils go and do their own thing. Before you know it, you have the first line of each scene on, say, 20 cards. Now I add ideas as they come to me on the other side of the cards. I also give each scene a title, which is most likely never used, except as a reference in my head. I used to do all these sorts of things with other notes, like colour coding, score, using green for sharp dialogue, red for visuals, blue for music, etc. But I have another way of dealing with the score. Something we'll pick up in another episode. The takeaway. Now you have every scene written, and you're very happy, aren't you? Well, now try this. Remove a card. Does the scene before still link to the next scene without the removed card? What if you move the cards around so the plot's not linear? What if you removed the first three cards? Would the piece make sense? Does entering the action this much later make the piece more dramatic? What if you put your original first card at the very end? You have endless insights into your work simply by rearranging.
1: I suppose we could rearrange your problems, Mr B.? And then perhaps rearrange your words, you know, so the podcast lands us back in Saint Albans in time for the German Grand Prix.
2: Well, well, well. What, Moton?
1: Do you know where we are?
3: Is it the New World?
2: We, oui, Your Majesty, I believe we are in the Caribbean.
1: I think not. Well, why is that?
3: Nigel, play something silent.
1: I set the podcast to eleven fifty A.D. The dials confirm that. So it was just the Aquitaine part that went wrong. So. Coconuts are not native to the Caribbean. Looking at the wind, feeling the tide on my toes, the height of the sun, and that man over there with a wooden leg and the tricorner hat, I'd say we've landed on Treasure Island. Oh, but Treasure Island is set in the 18th century. All I can say, Mr. Jim, is strange things happen in podcasts all the time.
3: All the time. I have a province to run, you know, Motom.
2: Sorry, Your Majesty. We'll get you out of here unless the starter motor... Motor loses
1: a spring. What's the matter with Nigel? Look! He's panting heavily. Heat stroke, I suspect. We could put him in some shade and run a cold iron over him.
2: Yes, all that fur, poor chap. Hasn't enough spit to pucker up for the pink oboe.
1: Pink oboe? Oh, oh I see. Sometime later Where did he go? The man with the wooden legs, the tricorner hat and the lobster on his shoulder? Oh, it was a lobster. I thought I had heat stroke. Definitely a lobster. I feel sorry for him. He should have a parrot, of course. I claim this land for France. Very well, Your Majesty. Certainly, Your Majesty. But the thing is, we don't go around claiming other people's lands because we can't see the people. Oh, no, we don't do that sort of thing anymore. You're right, of course, Mr B. But I want it.
2: By the way, Your Majesty... Technically, you couldn't claim the island for France, as France didn't come into being until 40 years after we picked you up.
1: I don't care. I want it. What was that? Shouldn't you have written that line immediately after the cannon fire? Oh, good point. It won't happen again. I must get a script editor. And I get to press the orange
2: button? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Now I suggest we go inland and find that spring. What about that chap with the wooden leg? Not sure he's got a spring. Now, that would be a coincidence.
1: I've got it. What you need is a script editor.
2: What? Uh, I totally agree, Mr B. I mean, we could put your line earlier where it makes sense. Only, I believe script editors are overrated. It's like pouring a nine-quid bottle of wine into a Sports Direct mug. Uh,
3: was that a Petit Ears, a Petit Et a Petit Tigre?
2: Wait a minute.
1: Your Majesty, how did you know about France?
3: I have the Wikipedia app on my iPad.
1: Now she knows everything. We really do need to recover the starter motor spring, Jim. I see. The little bear, the little donkey and the little tiger. That's not Treasure Island, is it? With no starter motor spring, we'll be trapped on Treasure Island with, well, well, strange things. Aren't those three in Winnie the Pooh? Strange how some podcasts work out. Strange things happen podcasts all the time, Mr B. This
2: wouldn't be the first time, Mr B. Remember that night in Boreham Wood? I'd rather not.
3: What is a Boreham Wood? Is it like a real wood full of am?
2: Not really. More like an ambush waiting to happen. Focus, Jim. I'm focused. What am I focusing on? Spring, Jim. I'd rather not. The knees, you know. Oh, yes. Well, do something, Mr B.
1: Very well. Tony! (laughs)
2: Challenge at home. The cut-up method used by David Bowie, for one, is a wonderful way of rearranging words to find new meaning. So Mr. Bowie would cut out words and lines from newspapers, magazines, and even his own diaries. So find yourself some nice sharp scissors and things you can cut up. Cut out what appeals to you at first sight, don’t think too much. Keep cutting till you have a small pile of words on strips. Now, turn them over and read. Next, rearrange them. Are they song lyrics? Are they a poem? Perhaps part of a character monologue? Are there key words you can use to make a difference in a marketing campaign? For an artist, what is the visual for, say, five of these words put together? Mr Bowie said, Well, what I've used it for, more than anything else, is igniting anything that might be in my imagination. It can often come up with very interesting attitudes to look into. I tried doing it with diaries and things, And I was finding out amazing things about me and what I'd done and where I was going. The takeaway. David Blessing coined the phrase Western Tarot for this exercise. It is, in a way, a form of divination. By divination, I mean it is not the actual cards that you believe, but rather the different viewpoints you gain and would never have had without this exercise to kick thoughts in a different direction. Do let us know what you come up with. Email us, jelly at jellytrumpet.com or leave a post on one of our social feeds. We have to find the starter motor spring, Mr. B, or we could be stuck on Treasure Island forever. Merde. No, that's sand, volcanic sand. That's why it's black. Oh, gold. Don't tell me we were running from a volcano about to explode. My knees just won't take it. Let's find the starter motor spring. We need that spring. Uh, no, we don't. What? I've got a spare spring. Hang on, let me check the script. Mm. Jim says, we need that spring. Blah, 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 blah. Mr. B says, Let's go that way after the chat with the wooden leg. Hang on. Mr B says, no, we don't. I say, what? Mr B says, I've got a spare spring. Well, if it's in the script, I'll fit the spring and we can get back for the grand... Wait! That last bit was added by a pen. That's not my handwriting. Shall shall we get Nigel and return to the podcast? This simply won't do, Mr B. No, no, no. You can't go around just writing what you want to happen.
3: Why not? You do.
2: But... but, but I'm the writer. It's in the script. Let's go. We will not. Hang on.
1: Ah, my head! You just wrote that, didn't
2: you? Yes, I wrote, A small coconut falls on Mr B's head. Ha <laughs> ha! I have the script uh, oh, For the last
1: time, it's sand. What's that, Mr B? I've put sand tracks on c Why have you put sand tracks on our coffee machine? Latte on the go, Mr Jim.
2: Ah, excellent. Thank you, Mr B. Great idea. Now... Hang on! What have you written on the script? A coconut falls on Jim's. Oh, you
0: bar! Time for our micro sitcom, The Startup. The Startup, a micro sitcom. Meet Mary, the entrepreneur, going about creating an online business. The scene: an empty village hall. In this episode. Mary the entrepreneur chats with the video director, Alan, about making a video for her new business, Baby Maker, a makeup brand for babies. So, what do you think of the space,
3: Mr. Smithy?
0: Call me
2: Alan.
3: Alan, what do you think of the space?
2: Plenty of natural light, spacious. Yeah, I think it'll work.
3: Now, Baby Maker is a brand new brand.
2: What's it do again?
3: Babymaker is makeup for babies. You know, pretty them up, make them more appealing, less grubby. Oh, right. Cool. Have you filmed many videos?
2: This'll be my 308th.
3: And how many have been broadcast? Two. Hmm, right. Well, I see Babymaker as a brand that's edgy, a bit punk, a bit sophisticated, cool, market-defining, cheerful and natural. You know, a bit like Elizabeth Arden meets Rage Against the Machine.
2: I see a robbery. What? A pair of gangsters, a man and a woman enter the nursery. The woman leaps on the table. She shouts, "This is a robbery!" Any of you mother No,
0: no, no,
3: no, no. No swearing.
2: Okay, we'll use a other words, um friendly happy words.
3: Yes, this brand is all about babies,
0: remember.
2: How about the word labrador?
0: Perfect. Part two of the startup later. Creative Rituals.
2: In season two, we're highlighting a book called Daily Rituals by Mason Curry. It's full of short essays about the rituals creative people have used in their lives. In this episode, Patricia Highsmith, the writer of such books as The Talented Mr. Ripley. She had a very particular way of arranging her writing sessions. This is how her biographer, Andrew Wilson, describes it. Her favourite technique to ease herself into the right frame of mind for work was to sit on a bed, surrounded by cigarettes, ashtray, matches, a mug of coffee, a donut and an accompanying source of sugar. She had to avoid any sense of discipline and make the act of writing as pleasurable as possible. Her position, she noted, would be almost foetal and indeed her intention was to create, she said, a womb of her own. The Takeaway What do you take away from that? The donut with an extra helping of sugar? Making the creative act as pleasurable as possible? Quite a contrast from the early morning self-discipline of Anthony Trollope we talked about in the last episode. Some of us will martyr ourselves to create, while others,
0: and that includes me, work on the pleasure. Coming up, interview countdown, challenge Jim. Mr. B will issue Jim a challenge. And list of the week sponsored by Conversion Detectives, the really creative digital marketing agency. Search Conversion Detectives. And now
2: here's We Paint Houses with their song, Little Town. Find them on Facetube and on Bandcamp.
1: Little place that I once knew Ripped up, ripped out, stuck down like glue Funny how, it's funny how things change
0: a wooden shack
1: next to a railway track My dad stood there in his taxi ride Funny how things change So bulldoze it down, 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 down Take the pace, turn stories high And out of space, ripped it all down, down I can take a little place
0: that I must knew
1: different people, a different view. Funny how it's funny how things change. Now, Mr. Jim. If you mean pressing that orange button, then no.
3: Est-ce que bien, Michel? I think he's
1: coming round. It was a good idea to let him ride, SeaMack. We couldn't leave him on the shore. Did you see the size of those crabs? Oh, Jim, where are we going? I have a spare spring, you know, tucked behind the big settee in the jelly trumpet studio. Why aren't you curious? A man with a wooden leg, a lobster on his shoulder, wearing a tricorn hat, not to mention a small bear, a donkey and a miniature tiger. No. Why not? because of that tall girl in the red riding hood walking over there holding a large axe. Oh, I see. her. Uh, the axe glints in the sun. An executioner, perhaps.
2: The script. I've lost the script, Mr B. Oh,
1: no, not again. That means we have no idea how to deal with a potential axe attack. Oh, think of something, Jim. Right,
2: well, let me think. Uh, not a bad plot development. A bit like Raymond Chandler. When in doubt, have a blonde with a gun come through the door.
0: Perhaps we could. That's it. Run for your lives. Who is the man in a tri-corner hat? Is the lobster dangerous? Why are characters from children's stories running around Treasure Island? And will Mr. B get to press his orange button? Listen to Jelly Trumpet Rearrange Part 2 to find out.